The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Lots to discuss in TV and streaming with Joe Shane, Elaine Burke and Elaine. I didn't see a single minute of the Late Late Toy Show. That does not make me a Grinch. But what was it like for you? (laughs) I loved it. I raced home to watch it. Now, I did miss a bit at the start because I was out. But uh, apart from that, I saw every minute and I I loved it. I love it every year. I have have no kids at home. I'm just a a sad person who enjoys watching a bit of joy once a year. What about the criticism that there's not enough toys? That is too much now of the pulling of the heartstrings. I kind of think that's a bit nonsense because there would have been criticism if they did too much focus on the toys and not enough focus on the kids. I think some people just like to rag on the toy show. And you know what? If you don't like sweet things, don't order ice cream. No one's making you watch it. What about for you? Joe Shea, did you watch any of it? I did for the first time in years because my own daughter is now old enough to just about stay up long enough to watch it and she was really looking forward to it because it was all the, all the kids were talking about in school during the week was the toy show and it's just funny to me how it's gone from when I was a kid to being a sort of like a TV event and a big TV event every year it's become a national ritual and in not some respects Not for everybody Joe Not, not for, for everybody, everybody. Not for, But you'd, you'd swear it was for everybody especially the way the media treat it you know it's just you can't get away from it in the, in the run up uh, you know in the few days before it and it just it does become then that it needs to be kind of all things to all people and it it becomes this monumental thing and even to be kind of churlish about it feels sometimes like you're punching Bosco in the face you know <laughs> it's it's it, it's a strange beast and I did enjoy it and it, there was some great great stories on it um, I think that the, the production team it's it's chaotic as well I mean if you're looking at it from a point of view of you know the floor manager must have about four or five nervous breakdowns through the whole thing because it is completely chaotic and, and and if you know a little bit about how TV is made, you wonder how the hell they manage to stay on air with everything that's going on. But I did enjoy it. I must say I did enjoy it. I think a lot of people did this year. OK, and other things that are finished before we get to the things that are coming on. Uh, what about I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, Elaine? Yeah, so Jill Scott walked away the winner, which I don't think was a massive surprise to anyone watching. She was she's just, the English footballer. She's the English footballer. She's very, very likeable. Real leadership skills on show from her, definitely. And um, she wasn't Matt Hancock. Who actually got one-fifth, over one-fifth of the vote in the end to win. That's which about is, in keeping with the Tory opinion polls at the moment, <laughs> isn't it? About one-fifth So yeah, of you the can British. see where those votes are coming from for sure. But I was shocked he even got that much. Like, that was quite a surprise. I thought he got to the end just because people wanted him in there to see how long they could torture him for. But apparently people were actually voting for him to win. And apparently, yeah, was, Joe, there was a very concerted and deliberate social media campaign yeah. orchestrated on his behalf. Yeah, I was just going to say that. And somebody was spending a lot of money on getting Mac, Matt Hancock a lot of votes. So you wonder if it was Matt Hancock who paid, got paid 400000 uh, pounds to do I'm a Celebrity you'd wonder if it was him because there was a PR company and there was a full blown social media campaign and a very clever social media campaign that kind of bypassed the people that they knew would be angriest so to speak at Matt Hancock and went targeted the TikTok audience uh, very specifically and that is an audience that would be pretty young maybe not that politically connected maybe not that bothered about Matt Hancock and who he is and what he's done in the past but just saw him as a sort of a laugh it was a very clever and a very kind of almost I don't know cynical manipulative media campaign that must have cost him or whoever paid for it a lot of money Okay let's talk about a programme that's on tonight tomorrow night and Wednesday night on RT1 which has been twice delayed 
I don't know how long ago it was actually made or whether it has been remade and remade for legal reasons. A documentary about Sean Quinn, the Cavan Fermanagh-based businessman, in which he participates, Joe. What can we expect? Well, this is fascinating. And this was only announced on Friday. And you're right, it's been cancelled. There's been lots of talk about this. And you wonder, was it only announced on Friday? And have they only managed to suddenly drop it into the schedules after a team of lawyers? And I'm talking about 40 guys in suits in a room looking at this, going through with a fine tooth comb. Because you couldn't pick a more explosive, a more involved, a more dramatic, a more tragic Violent, you know everything. This is the, the Sean Quinn story, the Quinn Insurance, and it's still what the repercussions, of course, are still with us today. And there's been, you know, a horrific attack on on one of his former uh, um, employees in 2019. Uh, this is which has led, of course, to court convictions yeah. court as well. Convictions, those who yeah, were held to be responsible for yeah. it. And here's the thing about this. This is over over three nights, over the next three nights, only announced on Friday. Tonight, it's billed to go from 9.35 after the news to just after 11 o'clock. That's the first night. And then we get part two tomorrow and part three after that. Sean Quinn is fully cooperating with this. It's his story in, through his eyes and in his words. And well, if you've seen the teasers he, for it. I presume, Elaine, he hasn't been given any form of editorial control. That would be unreal if that was to be the case you can assume he hasn't you can assume that yeah but you do sometimes get with uh, documentaries and stuff like that sometimes there is um, maybe reach out to people who are involved and it's not so much that they might get like full sign off on the end product but they might have somehow given it their blessing in some way and sometimes that means that certain things are left out and certain things are kept in and I think the interest around this is going to be obviously around the story around the story that's being told as well. So it's probably going to play out in the next few days on television, but also the response around it as well is going to be quite interesting. Okay, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And then in an extraordinary bit of scheduling, one of the most controversial programmes to be put on in a long time, Joe, is going directly up against it on RT2. Selling Ireland's dream homes. Tell us about this. Now, there's two production companies that are currently a bit bit miffed, I'd say, about the scheduling and the way it fell. And maybe it had to fall that way, we don't know. But this, RT sell Selling Ireland Dream Homes has been, if you're watching the World Cup or even if you've, if you've wandered anywhere near RTTV in the past kind of week or so, you know this is on because this has been very, very, very heavily trailed. Basically, this is, uh, I suppose, RT kind of looked at those kind of selling sunset and all those kind of estate agent shows that are really, really wildly popular, kind of reality TV, where they follow estate agents, you know, in Miami and Florida, in Beverly Hills, in all of these places, selling these huge dream homes and thought, can we do that in Ireland? Waddell Media came in and did a production company that have a kind of track record in this area and I must say I actually did present Ireland's Riches for two years with these guys so I, am, I have some sort of interest in this um, and I'm going to declare that. They have gone and looked at the basically as if they did a daft search for the most expensive homes in Ireland found the, the, the estate agents that are selling those and have followed them around and gone through the process of uh, looking at these shows. I've watched the first episode or quite a lot of the first episode. It is I would think, I can see why people are going crazy about this, you know, in the midst of the worst housing crisis in the history of the state, on RT are doing this property porn show. 
It's escapism, is, is the way I'd look at it. None of us are ever going, well, very few of us listening to this show or involved in the show are ever going to be able to afford these homes. I think it's escapism. That's the way to look at it. It's just millions and millions and these incredible homes. I can't, I can't, I really can't find it in my, you know, I can't find it in my heart to criticise RT for this because in people in, will always want escapism. In the midst of a property crisis where people can't afford their rents, yep. young generation leaving the country and this is what we get. Yeah, it's fun to think like there's auctioneers wandering around a gorgeous, lavish house with an in-home cinema and gym and sauna saying, imagine living here while people, myself included, are thinking, imagine living in a house. Any house would be great. <laughs> so mm. it's certainly tone deaf. It's it's like, it's going to get criticised. But what do you make for good television? Well, like people do love property porn, but I do think like the ones that are set in like LA and Beverly Hills, and there's actually a similar show set in London at the moment. They're really extravagant homes. Is it all right when it's people in foreign countries rather than no, our own doing it? I think it's when it's at home in the context of what's going on at home is going to rile people up. But also like even the, the prices are what struck me. I saw some of these houses are listed at 2.75 million and I'm like, there's places down the road for me in Dublin going yeah. for that much and they're not 50 acre estates. So there's something really askew going on here. It's, it's quite bizarre. There's three, homes in, there's three homes in Kinsale. Uh, so kind of like, I, uh, as from a Cork perspective, I thought like, did you only go to Kinsale? <laughs> because there's beautiful houses all over Cork. But it's it's interesting as well, because I know one of those houses in particular has been on the market for quite a while. So while, the, the, you know, we, they are being quoted at these fairly large prices, it's not necessarily true that somebody's going to pay those uh, pay that price for them. This is what, of course, our licence fee goes to. I see today, uh, Elaine, that our Taoiseach Mial Martin says he wants a universal levy as been more sustainable than the TV licence, which presumably would mean that all those who now, younger generations, who only watch on their phone or on their laptop or who use a projector, might end up having to pay this levy anyway. Yeah, so this is, I mean, this is just a new term around something that's been bandied about for a while where they're not wanting to just rely on people who have TV sets when the way we watch TV has changed automatically recently. I mean, this whole segment is about TV and streaming because of that reason. Uh, and these are comments that were made on his uh, visit in, in France. But I, I, I don't, I, I'm not really sure. The comments are kind of muddied. And I, I mean, the revolving door for Taoiseach is about to come into play soon enough. So are Michal Martin's comments going to bear fruit uh, on this? I'm not really sure. But essentially, this is about trying to collect from, I think, like a... 15% avoidance fee on the current uh, TV licence fee. They're trying to collect more money from that. I see as well. David Williams is getting cancelled, is he, Joe? Yeah, well, it's it's this is a funny one. Um, there was remarks came out, he was kind of off, off mic remarks that I think he made back in 2019 or 2020 on, on Britain's Got Talent suddenly were leaked um, by somebody to, to the media uh, where he wasn't, you know, he was just kind of making fun in a sort of like a, a slightly nasty way about people who were on the show off Mike, only to the people who was there. But now he's going to step down, apparently because of this, he's going to step down from the hit ITV show. It all just sounds a bit fishy and a bit strange. Um, who leaked it? Is he happy to be leaving? Did he want to get out of that show? You don't know, but it's... it's. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go so far as to call it cancel culture anyway. It sounds like the, maybe both sides are kind of happy or happy with the way things have panned out. Joe, I believe your picks of the week are both Ireland's dream house and the Sean Quinn yeah, documentary. So they are. <laughs> I, better, I better get your pick of the what, week. Watch one. Uh, I'm going for The Patient, which I meant to get around to watching while it was on Apple TV Plus, but it's going to drop on Disney Plus as well this Wednesday. It stars our own Donald Gleeson and Steve Carell, kind of a two-hander between both of those men. Uh, Steve Carell playing a therapist and uh, Donald Gleeson, one of his patients, who ends up kidnapping and uh, uh, 
basically sequestering Carell and Carell has to use all of his talents as a, a psych- psychotherapist to try and get out of this situation. Very tense psychological thriller that's been highly recommended. Okay. Joe, I just thought about it actually. You know, the Sean Quinn documentary and Ireland's Dream Home but not it's a Dream House at the same time. I wonder what pe- how people are going to react to the size of Sean Quinn's house. When they see it, <laughs> it if, might be, uh, they, they might do that one as well. I think uh, from the teasers, it, Quinn looks like King Lear as this kind of mad King Lear character, and I think so. I, 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 that show is going to be epic, some one way or another. I think. All right, we look forward to it. We'll talk about it again once we've seen it. Joe Shea and Elaine Burke, editor of SiliconRepublic.ie. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from four thirty. Today.